Thank you for joining us here at Fellowship Church for today's message. Our desire is to encourage others to love God, love people, and impact the world. And we would love to hear how God is using this ministry in your life. So take a moment and visit us online at fellowshipws.org. Find the Share Your Story button and tell us what God is doing in your life. While you're there, you'll also find useful information about our church and other resources that will bring you closer to Christ. Thanks again for joining us, and we hope you enjoy today's message. How many of you felt sometimes like you've been in a cone of silence? When somebody puts you in a silence booth, you know how they do on, uh, what is it, Family Feud? They send somebody off the stage where they can't hear the answers. Anybody ever felt like, God, I can't hear you? I'm listening to every, all my favorite songs. I'm reading all my favorite scriptures. I'm, I'm going on YouTube and I'm listening to all my favorite preachers. And God, I can't hear you. Sometimes God has us in a cone of silence. Because we have to draw off not what he's saying. But what he said. That's why David said, Thy word have I hid in my heart so that I won't sin against you. He's not talking about going out there and sleeping with somebody's wife. He said, because, So I won't commit the sin of unbelief. God, I thank you. When you can't hear him, you've got to believe not what he's saying. But God, I believe what you said. Oh, God, I thank you. Has anybody ever been there where you had to believe what God said? When he wasn't audibly, when he wasn't presently speaking, God, I have to draw off the well of what you told me 10 years ago and 5 years ago and 20 years ago. Lord, I don't believe, but I remember my grandma rocking in the kitchen and saying, Lord, I believe. It may not even be scripture, but God said, God, I trust you. God, I trust you. If you couldn't believe nothing, if you can't remember nothing, to say, God, Jesus, Jesus, your name is a prayer that said, God, if I can't hear you, I know you can hear me and you hear the prayer of the righteous of God. That's an answer for somebody. When you can't hear him, he hears you. He hears the prayers of the righteous. So God is saying, some of the times I ignored you on purpose. Good God. Because he said, I know the plans I got for you. What? Why? Because it was for the purpose of building my faith. John 11 and 20 says this. And this is after Jesus came to town. Jesus waited for two days, y'all. He heard about it and waited for two days. He waited for two days. And then he came in town. <laughs> and 20 says this. Then Martha, as soon as she heard that Jesus was coming, went and met him. But Mary sat still in the house. Mary, Martha ran out to him, but Mary sat still. And then Martha said unto Jesus, Lord, if thou had been here, my brother would not have died. And then when Mary was come to then when Mary was come to Jesus and saw him, she fell down at his feet. This is 32, I'm jumping to y'all, and said unto him, Lord, if thou hast not been here, 
my brother would not have died. Isn't it amazing? They were two separate places but had the same response. And this is the thing we want to talk about today. It's not so much about being, about having expectation. Because we can have expectations sometimes. When they called unto Jesus, they expected him to come because they knew the history of Jesus. They knew he was a miracle worker. You know, we, you know when we got some people we know who can, who can push, push, your, push your, uh, your, your application to the top or, or push something down the DSS through. You know, we're going to make a call when we know somebody. Ain't that right? Everybody loves a hookup, don't you? Come on now, don't lie. We in church. Everybody loves a good hookup every now and then. Amen. So they, they, they had connections and they called, say, look, Lazarus is fine, man. Lazarus is sick. Hey, we ain't nothing to worry about. We calling Jesus. We got the hookup, man. We seen Jesus do stuff way worse than this. We seen him raise dead. We seen him uh, unstop deaf ears. We seen him get uh, raised a paralytic. We seen him get demons out of people. So he's got this little bit of an illness. We just going to call Jesus and everything's going to be fine. Almost like take these two aspirin and call me in the morning. You know, but Jesus said it was a good thing that I was not there because it's going to eventually build everybody's faith up. Jesus waited two days. And so instead of saying, Jesus, we're so happy to see you. We saw they said, Jesus, where were you? Dude, he gone. Where you been, man? We sent the message to you because we knew you was close enough to get here. Jesus, where you been, man? He wouldn't have died if you was here. Instead of, so instead of meeting Jesus with the spirit of expectations, like, uh-oh, something about to happen, Jesus just showed up. Tell somebody, Jesus is in the room. And when Jesus comes in the room, things are about to shift. He's got a reputation everywhere he went. Stuff, I mean, when stuff was out of alignment, it came back into alignment. And then all of a sudden, instead of meeting Jesus with the spirit of expectation, they met Jesus. One ran out to him and one came in. The very one that cried, that, that cried tears over his feet and wiped his hair with her tears. Instead of meeting him with a spirit of gratitude for showing up, she met him with a spirit of disappointment. And so I'm not here today to talk about expectation. Because everybody can start out bold with expectation. They started out with a bold expectation. Hey, I got the hookup. I know Jesus. Jesus is going to come see about us. Jesus loves us. He loves Lazarus. That's one of his boys. He's going to come see about him. But what happens when Jesus does not answer and when he shows up two days late? What's going to be your response when Jesus shows up? When he don't heal like you wanted him to heal. Like he don't answer prayer. Do you not know when Jesus showed up? Answer prayer walked in the town. Answer prayer walked in the room and they got the nerve to say, dude, where were you? If you weren't so late, he wouldn't have died. <laughs> when life itself just walked in the room. And everything they seen him do. But they had a spirit of disappointment. So can we talk a couple minutes about disappointment? I believe the spirit of disappointment and despair is one of the main things that is holding God's people back from being bold and daring in the kingdom. Because you've tried it before. 
Because you had a hope and an expectation and God did not come when and how we wanted to. And so we say, it'd be better that I don't even get my hopes and my belief up because if I don't care about it, it can't hurt me. If, you know, he said, look, don't get my hopes up. Ask it to the ground, Brother Mark. And see what it is. See what it is. We've been coming in the house of God day after day, week after week. And, and, and the preacher's been preaching a good thing. And he's been reading the good news. How many know the Bible is the good news? That we are the head and not the tail. We are above only and not beneath. We are the, we are the righteousness of God. And, and God will bless us when we call and we get our hopes up. And when God doesn't move how we want to, when we want to, if it don't come in the color we want, we get it. A spirit of disappointment. Oh, so when, when, Jesus, when Jesus shows up, we don't even expect him to do nothing. We accuse of him. Why are you so late? Why didn't you come last week? We asked for you to come and stop him from dying. And you got the nerve to show up now? How dare they? I believe you enough to show up before he died, but I'm frustrated at you because you came too late. Oh, God. Come on, can we be honest? Have we ever been here? That God, you showed up too late. <laughs> I heard a story last night. I was listening to somebody. I ain't going to tell it, but it was funny. That when God shows up, y'all, I be thinking out loud. Y'all forgive me. Y'all like, Ooh. But the devil has been infusing us with a spirit of disappointment. And when you have a spirit of disappointment, it diffuses your expectation. I've got a couple of things about disappointment. Can I share it with you? Disappointment will focus on the failure of the present and cause you to forget about the successes of the past. The failure that's right in front of you can be so big. You know, you, if, you, if you zoom a lens on and lens into something, it can fill so much space of the lens that you can't even see the, 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 the greater background and the tapestry that's around it. And so many times because we are focused, we are, we are creatures of the present, we forget what God has done in the past. Mary and Martha did. They, were, they had a firsthand account of Jesus raising the dead. So if, if, if they had seen him raise the dead in other people, how could, why would they not believe that he wouldn't do it for their brother? They see Jesus do a multitude of miracles, but how so, so quick we are to forget the things that God has done for us. Or maybe God didn't do it for you, he did it for somebody in your family. Or maybe he did it for somebody on your job. Because you know what? God don't have to do it in my life for me to believe that God can do it. Because he is no respecter of person. If he did it for my sister over here, he'll do it for me. If he did it for somebody over in Croatia, if I, all I got to know is that God is able to do it. And so I just got to align myself where God is, and I believe that God will do it. It may not be how I want it. It may not be at the right time. It may not be the right color. It may come three weeks late, but when God comes, it's going to be the perfect timing. It's going to be just what you need, when you need it, how you need it. And look, we got, we got to stop being so frustrated with God because we don't know what God is keeping us from, y'all. 
God's ways and his timing is perfect. God never makes a mistake. He's good in all of his ways. He is perfect in everything that he does. Not the fact that he did it, but when he did it. How he did it, who it came through, what month, what time, what all things. God has a divine moment and time and method to get everything that you need. And God will not fail you. Amen? The second thing is, Disappointment is rehearsal of failure and loss. It's a rehearsal. You know how you do rehearsal? You go over and over. With the praise team, we, we rehearse things we, you know, so we can do it. But we, we end up we, we rehearsing. I'm not going to do that again. I'm not going to trust because I tried this and this happened. I'm so disappointed. My hopes were really up. I, I, I thought that this was the time. I got this job. And I was talking to the supervisor, and he said, just keep doing what you're doing. Keep doing what you're doing. And when the position opened up, they skipped over you. And they got somebody else who just came in. Well, you don't know what God is keeping you from. I'm telling you, you don't know what God is keeping you from. So we need to say amen and thank you, God, for what you allow to happen in my life. The old saints, you say, Lord, I thank you for dangers seen and unseen. We don't know what God is keeping us from. And I'm adding us another thing. We don't know what God is preserving you for. Oh, thank you, God. I believe that God is preserving you for a specific moment, for a specific time, for a specific place, for a specific husband, for a specific wife. I believe God is preserving you. So don't get weary in your well-doing. When God is ready, your time is going to come. Amen? Amen? Here's the thing. I got a definition. I know right here. He said, this is another thing about disappointment, y'all. And I'm just about finished. And I've said it a little bit. That disappointment is the enemy of hope. It's the enemy of hope. It's the enemy of hope, y'all. When we, we have been disappointed so many times, you know what? I'm not even going to get my hopes up because the last time I did, the last time I put trust in this, or the last time I trusted a man of God, or the last time I trusted a brother or sister to tell, to tell, them, uh, to tell them my secrets, they, they ended up using it on me. When the, when the Word of God said that a three-stranded cord is not easily broken, that we are better together than apart, and so we don't want to trust in the institution of relationships just because you had one bad relationship. Well, I'm, not, I'm, I'm never going to church again because I got hurt. They hurt you on that job, but you're going to show up tomorrow. Am I telling the truth? Waitress treated you like anything, but you're going to show up. After a while, you're going to show up. Well, you know, that food too good. Maybe, we gonna, well, maybe she was just having a bad day. I'm going to go back again. But when it comes to God, we want to write him off the first time. And, 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 and that, that spirit of disappointment, anybody ever been there? It is the enemy and it is the assassin of hope. Now, I'm, I'm, I'm going to tell you how, how, how crucial hope is, y'all. Turn with me to Hebrews, the 11th chapter. One verse 
We, all, it, we always know what it's talking about. It, oh, he, Hebrews 11 and 1, we always know it's talking about faith. But, but, I, I, but I'm going to tell you that, that faith is the starting thing, but faith can't complete its work if you don't have hope. Let me tell you. I'm a, I'm, we're going to preach. Can we, can, we, can, we, can we teach this a little bit here? The Word of God says in, a, in Hebrews 11 and 1, it says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for. I'm going to stop right there. Brother Jonathan, will you come up here for a minute? Jonathan, he's going to represent faith. Come on, baby. I'm glad everybody knows who baby is because I didn't call no name or nothing. Come on up here. <laughs> so you, you're going to be hope, okay? You're going to be hope. So the word of God says, now faith, y'all know the word, right? Is the substance of things hoped for is the evidence of things not seen. Brother Jonathan is faith. Somebody say faith. Faith is the substance. <laughs> Faith is the substance. A substance is a material which something is made from which has already existed. Faith is the substance of hope. Every man is born with a measure of what? Every baby in here. You ain't got to be saved. You ain't got to be sanctified. You ain't got to be deacon such and such. Every man is born with a measure of this. So it ain't nothing special. That, that, and, and see, faith, so, hope is born out of faith. Y'all follow me? Faith, now faith is the substance of things hoped for. But let me tell you something about faith. Oh, God. But it's also the evidence of things not seen. That's how amazing faith is. That's why faith can move mountains. That's why faith can do the impossible. Because not only is it the substance at the beginning, it's the evidence at the end. Oh, God. Am I talking in riddles today? Faith is at the conception of a thing. And faith is the evidence of the thing at the end. So tell somebody, you must have faith. But, but, but between the substance and the, and the evidence, you've got to have hope. Lord, help me preach this. So I don't care how much faith you got on. So if I were the devil and if I know you were born with faith... If I know you were born with it and I can't take it out of you, and if I know that I, 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 I'm trying to keep you from getting to the evidence or the proof that you have the faith, what I would do would be to attack your hope. And so I would put a spirit of disappointment over you to where you would never hope for anything because basically without faith it's impossible to praise him, but you can't have mature faith to the evidence unless you got hope. And so you're never going to believe God for something. You're never going to speak things are not as if they were. If the devil has a cloak and a spirit of disappointment over you, say, so you know what? I'm not going to, I'm just going to go to heaven from my chair. I'm going to go to heaven from my living room. I'm going, you know, I'm, 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 I'm going to get a mansion on high when I get there. No, God said, if you're still alive, that means I still got faith in you. I still intend to have evidence that I am your God and you're my child, but you must have the ingredient of hope. Oh, 
And so without faith, with the hope that it's going to get better, and without hope, there is no expectation. And so the devil puts a spirit of disappointment on us. He tries to wrap us in a spirit of disappointment. Well, people have hurt us. People have let us down. People have made promises to us. We believe what God was going to say, but God didn't show up in time. Just like Mary and Martha, Jesus, I believe you can do it. God, I can't get into my Lord, I'm trying to be disciplined. But, 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 but uh, Martha went out to the road and she told Jesus. She said, if you, you would have been here, my brother would not have died. But then she said, but I still believe that you can do all things. And he said, and then Jesus told her, he said, look, he's, he's not dead. He's, a, he's asleep. But she said, well, I believe that he's going to resurrect in the world thereafter. And you know what that is? And I don't even have this on the screen. I was going to try to save this for Tuesday. But you know what else disappointment will do? It will have us having misappropriated faith. See, Martha had faith. Y'all read it. Y'all just going to have to trust me right now, but read your Bible. I want you to. But, but Martha said, look, said, Jesus, I believe that you're going to resurrect him after the life. But Jesus said, look, I am life standing in front of you. Why are you misappropriating your faith for the, for the life hereafter when I came to bless you now? The Lord, Jesus said, John 10 and 10, that the, the enemy come to steal, kill, and destroy, but I have come that you might have life. Not life after death, but Jesus said, I come that you might have life and life more abundantly. Stop misappropriating your faith and use your faith for the here and now. Oh, we all know we're going to get a crown. We already know we're going to get a mansion. We already know we're going to have a celestial body that's going to be healed. But the same power that raised Jesus from the dead can quicken your mortal body. God got new organs up in heaven. Don't wait till you get to heaven to get them. Go make a, make a withdrawal from heaven and get it now. Oh, God, I thank you. Because faith is the substance of things hoped for. If you ain't got no hope, your faith that God gave you ain't nothing. If you ain't got no hope, you might as well close the book. That's the reason these kids out here shooting each other. Don't care about each other. will shoot you as soon as they shoot. As soon as they, as soon as they will shoot a dog because they don't have hope. And without hope, you never going to get the evidence. Somebody stand to the feet and say, God, give me my hope back. We're about to go. We're about to go. But God wants to pray today. God wants to deliver you from your disappointments. God wants to deliver you from your disappointments. Because he wants to give you hope. Jeremiah 29 and 11 says, I know the plans I have for you. It says, he says, for I know the plans, the thoughts I think toward you. This is in King James Version. Say the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you what, y'all? An expected end. But the Amplifier says this, y'all. For I know the plans and the thoughts that I have for you, saith the Lord. Plans of peace and well-being and not for disaster to give you a future and a hope. Because he knows without hope, 
the faith that he, the faith that you were born with, gonna die on the vine if you don't have a hope. I believe today is a day that God's gonna restore people's hope. Can you raise your hand if you've if you've ever been had a spirit of disappointment? That spirit of disappointment is killing your ability to hope. Say, God, I trust you, Lord. I just thank you, Lord, for just food on my table. I know you're able. I thank you, Lord, for just waking me up. But, God, I'm not even going to get my hopes up to even believe that you can get me out of debt. I'm not, I'm not even going to get my hopes up to believe that you can restore my family. Lord, I'm just going to ask that you protect my children, God. Lord, if, if I can't have a relationship with them, would you just protect them? Lord, would you, would you just save my husband? We ain't got to have no sweet marriage, Lord. I just don't want to see him go to hell. God said, no! That is, that is misappropriation of your faith. Say, God, don't even ask God for the stuff anymore. God said, ask for the hope again. Thank you, Jesus. God said, I want to give. He said, I know the plans for you, but I can't get my plans for you unless I give you a future and a hope. Somebody lift your hand and say, God, give me hope again. Give me hope again. Lord, take this spirit of disappointment out of me, God. Lord, it's based in fear. I don't want to be hurt again. I don't want to be disappointed me. Jesus, if you had been here, it wouldn't have died. If you had been here, my marriage wouldn't have broke up. If you had been here when I called you, God, I wouldn't have had to go in the hospital. I wouldn't have lost a limb. I wouldn't have lost a toe. I wouldn't be on dialysis or I wouldn't have to do this. God, if you had been here, God said, I knew what I was doing. God said, I came late on purpose. I came late on purpose. I came for the purpose of building your faith. Because if I came every time you called me, your faith would not be in your ability to have hope and believe you would trust in me like I was Santa Claus. And sometimes I've got to turn my back like I did on my son and ignore you to build your faith. But just like he told Jeremiah, I got plans for you. I got plans to prosper and bless you. But with that faith you were born with, I also got to give you some hope. God, I thank you. And your hope is going to unveil your future. I want you to touch somebody beside and tell them hope again. Hope again. Hope. Hope. God said, I want you to hope again. Hope again. I want you to hope again. Hope again. They didn't have no expectation because they didn't have no hope. They thought the whole hope was gone. They thought that, that death had won and taken their brother. And the shortest verse, the shortest verse in the whole Bible was that Jesus wept. Jesus didn't weep because people want to say Jesus, he wept because his friend was dead. Well, Jesus already said a couple verses earlier that he was already dead. He was crying because the people did not have faith to believe. They did not have an expectation. They had sorrow and they had disappointments in their hearts when they knew that Jesus was in their presence. My question to you, are you making God weep 
because you don't believe? Are you making God cry? You know, we can grieve the Holy Spirit. People always say, you grieve the Holy Spirit when you disobey him. Yeah, yeah, that's all. But Jesus created us for the purpose of relationship so that we would love and trust in him. And it hurts him when his children don't trust in him. And he said, I gave you faith you was born with. And then I know the plans for you, so I gave you a hope so that you can fulfill because faith without hope won't produce evidence. And so many times we think that God has rigged the game against us that we cannot win. But he gave us all things that pertain to life and godliness. God is not a cruel God that will call you to do something and not give you the tools to accomplish it. But you must exercise your faith and you must maintain your hope or you will never see the evidence. Thank you for tuning in today with Fellowship Church. We pray that you were blessed by the message and we would like to connect with you through our website, fellowshipws.org or facebook.com slash at the fellowship. If you are ever in the greater triad area, we would love for you to be our VIP for weekend worship experience on Sundays at 10.30 a.m. On behalf of Pastor Tony and the Fellowship family, thank you again for joining us. And remember to love God, love people, and impact the world.